Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you, if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader. And in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult. And, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Nika Fab. Uh, Nika is an e-commerce entrepreneur, an investor, and a podcast podcast. Welcome to my podcast, Nika. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, first of all, tell us, I know I just mentioned the things you do, but give us an overview of the different hats you wear and, and what you do across your life, Nika. Definitely. So I'm happy that you mentioned I wear multiple hats. Uh, I've got a few different e-commerce businesses. So I'm an e-commerce entrepreneur. My most recent venture is Get Synced Supplements. So it's a line of natural, organic, proprietary blends that help women rebalance their hormones. And then we also have a product called Focus, which is for both men and women. And it helps people maintain their focus and attention throughout the day. I'm also a recent TEDx speaker. So I have a TED Talk that's coming out later this month, which I'm super excited about. And then, as you mentioned, I host my own podcast called The Misfit Independent Show, where I coach women and I help them grow their money by learning to embrace fear and learning how to strategically take risks. So that's a bit about what I do. Well, I think you did a great job, uh, Nika, of articulating what you do, the multiple hats you wear. I'm really excited to hear your story. Let's jump into uh, your childhood as a starting point. What were some of the moments for you when you were growing up that really shaped you into the person and the leader you are today? John, that's a great question. I have uh, a few moments and stories that kind of come up right off the top of my head. But one really, really pivotal moment for me was back in high school and even throughout elementary school and later on in university, I was always really involved in, in student leadership. And uh, back in high school, I was on the environmental council. Um, I was uh, the VP of the council. And I've always loved student leadership. Like it's a really fantastic way to get involved and from a young age, learn all these vital skills that, that you need as a leader. So back, uh, back in the day, we didn't have uh, many resources and uh, tools like GoFundMe to raise money for different activities for your club. So you have to get really, really creative. And we had this one teacher who thought it'd be a fantastic idea to start a vermiculture program to help us raise funds for the year. So my childhood specifically high school years was really, really pivotally shaped by this, but vermiculture for anyone who doesn't know is basically cultivating earthworms and trying to improve the quality of soil. So we had this schedule and uh, I would go in about twice a week. Um, I would go to the cafeteria after class. I would pick up their green bin waste or their, uh, what we call that in Canada, compost waste. I'd have to drag it all the way across school and it was in a clear bag, so I'm sure you can imagine how embarrassing that must have been. I would bring it all the way to the back. We had this like back room um, where we had drop-offs and, and packages and things like that. And we had 16 different bins um, that we've distributed soil into. So I learned 
back then what what it was like to really get down and dirty literally um, as a leader and that really pivotally shaped shaped who I've become so like I said we've got 16 we had 16 <laughs> different bins um, you know filled wow. filled with soil and worms um, the worst part of this John is not the fact that you know I had to drag the the compost waste but um, there were 16 different bins and only a certain amount of uh, of compost so I had to actually put it into a food processor and then distribute it and that went on for about three years but we managed to raise quite a bit of money at the end of the uh, at the end of the year for all kinds of different events and we had an environmental film festival and all these wonderful programs and things that we ran but uh, yeah it was definitely very pivotal very formative um, <laughs> So that was a little bit of my my early days. I love that story. <laughs> Treat entrepreneurship. Um, your hands dirty, like you said. Yeah, exactly. You and it it showed me a lot about like what it's like to be a leader. You know, you have to be in the trenches with your team, and you have to feed the worms sometimes. Take it. And. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that story. And I love the picture of, um, you know, uh, worm farms as this idea of, uh, you know, the, taking the things that we think are wasted and actually realizing that they, uh, I know for me, so many things that you would never want to repeat again or go through again, but you look back and you go, actually, it's, it's because of that. Now it's gone through the food processor of time to use a terrible analogy, you know, to, from me to your story. Um, but you realize that's now come out the other side. And, and it's probably because I went through that, that I now have the insight to be able to help this person or do that. Yeah, definitely. Especially the, the dragging the, the waste across school was a memory that I've tried to definitely suppress. So um, <laughs> not yeah, something that totally. I've, that I've thought about for a long time, but yeah, that was, that was a big part of my life, just running the council, but uh, I was involved in all kinds of different mm. things growing up. I was a competitive dancer, so I was always on uh, on teams and competing. That took about like 30, 30 hours a week, roughly after class, just um, being in the dance studio, training. So Whoa. anytime that I wasn't dancing, I was feeding worms. Yeah, that's, <laughs> wow, that's, that's incredible. That's a lot of time. And um, so do you remember, I guess that was one leadership opportunity that you had that's, that's really in your mind. What about you, when, when can you remember being sort of in the deep end as a leader where for some people it's when they're young yes. in teams or something, or, or it might've been when you were a bit older and you went, Whoa, okay. I'm really facing my fears. Like you talk about, you know, on your podcast and, and I'm really out of my depth here. And I'm really sort of breaking through a new ceiling as a leader, as an entrepreneur, what comes to mind? feel like there's definitely been a lot of those moments where where imposter syndrome creeps up and uh you know you think to yourself like how how did I get here um I had a moment like that that, that really comes to mind from university so um, I went to the Shulk School of Business which is uh, a prominent business school um up here in Canada and uh throughout university too I was really involved in in student leadership I joined um, a club uh, it was a student consultancy called the Bright Ideas Group. And then I later went on to actually lead the club, which was a lot of fun. But it was the first time that I got any kind of real life work experience. And uh, I remember being a second year student at the time. So it was very green. I knew like next to nothing, you know, your, what your typical second year business school student would would know, although they think they know everything. And the, the upper years, and 
went out and actually closed a client for us. And as a consultancy, we were doing some sort of um, technical analysis for them and consulting on um, their, their website and, you know, everything that was involved in their business uh, from the operations to the actual website. And it was a high end uh, women's fashion brand. They had a physical retail store. Um, We had an event that we tried to run for them. So we organized a fashion show and we tried to bring in traffic to their physical retail location. Um, And of course it was a complete failure. None of the, the other younger years could make it, but I remember um, being there with the team And for some reason, I decided to go and chat with the client. And I remember being super afraid of the fact that, you know, here I was representing the school, representing this this student-run consultancy. And I I knew the client very well. Like I knew a lot of the information that I was um, working on. You know, I treated it kind of like a school project, but I I was so shocked by fear. and, And I felt like the imposter syndrome really got to me at that point. And I completely mispronounced the client's business name. And he, he called me out on it completely uh, in front of everybody. And the, you know, the turnout for the event did not go as planned at all. So definitely one of those moments where I look back and, you know, I think to myself, I was paralyzed by fear and the imposter syndrome definitely got to me, but, you know, at some point you realize that in those situations, you need to tell yourself why you deserve to be there. You need to, you know, take yourself out of the room physically, take a couple breaths um, Mm. and realize that everybody feels like that at points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's, um, it is something that I feel like every leader does feel at different points. It's different for everyone, but it's amazing how many people we look at and we go, oh, but not them. But then you chat with them and you do dig deeper and they go, actually, uh, you know, particular moment or this season of my life, I felt like I was, complete imposter like wow if people found out i didn't really know what i was doing in this part of what i'm what i'm doing I, you know there's no way i'd have a job even that level you know real like oh if people actually found out how much i don't know and then that's um that's my encouragement to leaders and entrepreneurs is that if you feel like that that's that's normal like that's if you can learn to be okay with that <laughs> and get wise counsel around you and make decisions to move forward and face your fears that's um whereas i think sometimes we think oh if i feel like that maybe i'm not meant to be doing what i'm doing definitely but everybody everybody feels like that in some regard right even the the top performing entrepreneurs that we look up to they all feel like that so uh through your journey so far who have been some of the most influential mentors for you from afar or watched or people that you've worked with or been mentored closely? Who are some of those people, Nika? There is, uh, there's definitely a few that come to mind, but um, I had this, this one uh, boss early on and um, unfortunately she's no longer with us today, but she was just such a, such a powerful woman very poised she you know she would walk into a room and she commanded respect and she didn't even have to say anything but you would sense her energy so she was definitely somebody that I really look up to even to this day and there's there's been a few people like that I had um, a director back in my corporate days and her name was CG and she was always very reserved and 
you know, she taught me that you can lead through kindness. You don't have to be stiff and rigid to be a good leader. You know, you can definitely lead through softness. For some reason, only only old bosses come to mind right now. But there's another <laughs> boss actually that that really um, really embodied that, like a, a leader that I would follow until the end of the earth. And um, I was up for a big promotion when I was on his team. I was working as an account executive in sales and was up for a big senior title. And um, he was just rooting for me so hard. Like it was just such a genuine feeling. I felt like he really cared about my success and my progression. And, you know, my wins were his wins. And that's something that I've really tried to carry and embody even, you know, in my role as a leader. Now I have um, e-commerce businesses and I built teams of my own. And so when I bring people on board, I always try to bring that feeling to life, you know, that their wins are, are my wins as well. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're the net sum of what your team is. Good. Um, are there any stories that spring to mind from any of those old bosses where they gave you a great piece of advice or you watched them manage a crisis or deal with a difficult person uh, or a situation or you, you sort of experienced great high performance team environment because they any any specific stories that pop into your head with uh with those three people i would say there's so many moments that that i can look back to um there's a, there's a lot in that question you know the negatives and the positives i don't usually like to focus on the negatives but this is definitely something that um I, i've tried to carry on throughout you know, my, my career and my journey, but there was a meeting that I remember being in with CG, who is, uh, was my director back in, back through my, my corporate life. And, uh, it was a pretty large meeting. There were a few, um, male directors that were on the call. And every time that CG would try to speak, uh, she would just get absolutely steamrolled. And this happened a couple of times. And I noticed that she didn't, she didn't say anything at first. She, um, she just kind of continued. And then at one point, I, I remember calmly when she got interrupted again, um, calmly, but but very fiercely, uh, she said, please don't interrupt me. I, I've let you voice your thoughts a few times, but now it's my turn to speak. And, you know, being a woman in the corporate world, it's difficult sometimes letting yourself be heard and letting yourself take up space. And this was very early in my career, so I don't know if this is still the case for a lot of environments, you know, there's a big focus on diversity and, and on, um, you know, this movement, but I don't know to what degree it still, it still happens. Um, but I learned that as a woman, you need to take up space because a lot of the times, you know, your, people won't let your voice be heard, but you need to, you need to speak up even if your voice shakes. And if you are being interrupted in moments where, where you're not being given that respect, you just need to politely ask for it. And then once you ask for it, it sets a precedent and it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's so good. And it's so true. Um, I have so much respect for, yeah, for, for your, um, your old boss in that situation to have the guts to say that. And, and like you said, to say it calmly, even though you might be trembling, if you can say it calmly, but fiercely <laughs> and, and directly and do that, um, once then it's likely it won't happen again and um yeah that's that's uh that's a wonderful story thank you for sharing that nika what about more recently in your career or across across so far are there any 
aha moments for you as an entrepreneur, as a leader that spring to mind of your own failures or your own, the penny drift where in mindset where something really changed and you felt like you caught an idea or something about leadership, entrepreneurship, any, any aha moments that, that pop into your mind? Definitely had a few recently just with building my team for the e-commerce uh, uh, companies that I work on, but I've had countless failures, you know, and you, you learn a lot through failures. I feel like failures are the only shortcut that we have to success because you can take time to reflect and think about what you did that you could have done differently. And with, um, with one of my e-commerce brands, we've been trying to build a sales team. And this was last summer. I, I, hired a few different people to work as BDRs or business development reps that would um, farm leads or um, basically prospect and that we would then have a more refined skilled salesperson call into to, to close. But what I did was I hired a bunch of people that were not experienced and I was giving a lot of energy to, to train and to help them like to bring them up to speed and, I had so many different things going on, so many different plates that I was juggling. I was going through a massive, you know, renovation at the time. I was uh, doing some, I'm, I'm a real estate investor. So I was doing a, a triplex conversion and that was a very hefty project. And at the same time, you know, I have all these different hats that I wear. Uh, so I couldn't give them the energy that, that they needed in order to actually learn from me or to pick up on these skills. Uh, so big aha moment was hiring good people that, are more skilled than you are in a lot of moments um, because, you know, when you're a startup and you don't have a lot of funds, let's say to, to hire, usually people will hire interns or, um, you know, cheaper talent or contractors, but the energy that it takes to train is, is not always worth that investment. So with that sales team, there was a lot of lessons in that. I mean, part of it was the, the actual, building of that team was not the right movement. It's a, it's a direct to consumer brand. And we were trying a different focus direct uh, or selling it to businesses like B2B. Um, so it was a different space that we were trying. I, th I think the strategy just wasn't very thought through. And then on top of that, there were, there was a team of people that were relying on me and I couldn't offer them that same support. Yeah, that's a, that's a great lesson because hire people and train them up. It's the best way to do things. You know, um, the e-myth sort of book about how you just create wonderful systems, hire people up so they can, so they can learn from the start. There's definitely a time and place, particularly with hyper, hyper growth, or like you said, if you're really spread thin to find people who have some skills. And, um, and I think this idea, which is one of my favorite thoughts, one of the favorite patterns to come out of this podcast that comes up again and again is, Fill, fill the room, fill your team with people who are way smarter than you. Like oh, really look for people where you go, you know what, if I was insecure, I would be so threatened by them because they are so good at sales <laughs> and, um, and really confront any psychology we have where, which often is a blind spot uh, for, for leaders that I've seen with it anyway. They're not aware that they are, um, you know, that they're, they're not really allowing people to be at their best because there's something in them that has to be the smartest person in the room. And if you can find people like that and really let them run, um, it sounds easy, but it's, it's quite a challenging, it's quite a challenging process, I think. 
Yes, definitely. I mean, building a team is is always very difficult. And I, I love that uh, that line that you said to hire people that are smarter than you and to fill the room with them. I definitely come to the same realization. Hire, hire people who can do things that you can't and who see things differently and compensate them well for it. Not just, you know, monetarily, but another big Mm aha -hmm. moment that I, that I had, I read the art of war. Uh, there's some great, great lines in there, but there's a passage about how your team, when you go out to war, um, they should never be hungry. And I think business is very much the same, the same concept. Make sure your team is always fed. Oh, I like that. That's a great way to put it. Um, such a good book, but that, that little, um, gem from that book before. I love that when you, when you people go out to, when your army goes out to war, make sure they're never hungry. That's gold. Yeah, that one you definitely have to dig through. There's there's some good nuggets in there, but you know, it was written it's such a such a long time ago that it's hard to find parallels to what we're going through now. Um, but there's definitely some great ones in there. Yeah, that's good. So let's jump into the Leadership Express questions. I'm really excited to ask you a few of these questions, Nika. Uh, the first one is, What's a book that you have gifted to other people or recommended a lot to other people? This is a great question. I read quite a bit. I love to gift books. Um, gifting is one of my love languages, so I, I love to gift books. But a couple that I gift often is a, a really easy, short read. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz. And it's it's super short and sweet, but everybody that I've gifted it to, it's really just changed their frame of reference and made them realize um, a lot of these ideas that we come to believe as a society are actually not true. Yeah, I've had that book recommended before, actually, and and I do love a sort of a short philosophical mindset changing read. So I think it would be even maybe two or three times. So I love that recommendation. Uh, what about right now? You obviously have your own podcast. It'd be great to remind people of that um, again in a moment. Uh, what are there any other that you're really enjoying going to and listening or watching or reading blogs? Any anything you're just really enjoying? digesting at the moment. I love podcasts. I go for a daily walk um, about an hour long and it's my non-negotiable. I have to do this. Otherwise my, my mental state is just not the same. It's so great for clarity. And so I always throw on a podcast when I go. Um, so I try to look for ones that are within that length because otherwise you're splitting up content into, into a couple of different slots. But I love the Tim Ferriss show. I've been very long time listener. He's been running it for almost seven years, but he always has top performers from, you know, around the world. all different disciplines. Um, there's uh, there's a few health-related ones that uh, that I've been really interested in. Uh, the Huberman Lab is a, is a great one. Um, Freakonomics is another great one that I like. NPR. I'm really into the business side uh, of uh, the podcasting space, but uh, recently the the health podcast I'm really enjoying as well. The, the Drew Purohit show as well. It used to be called the Broken Brain Podcast, and then he rebranded to his name. So the, the Drew Purohits show is uh, my favorite health one. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Tim Ferriss show and, uh, well, um, just wonderful to hear the different guests that Tim has. Uh, I, did you, uh, did you hear the episode with, um, James Dyson, founder of Dyson? Was that uh, a recent one? Oh, I haven't actually listened in, in, uh, listened to, to his podcast in a little bit. You remind, you're 
reminding me I need to get back to my cycle, which is where I, I go for a cycle and listen to, uh, to the podcast. I think it would probably be a year ago, so not super res- recent. Which I definitely need to look back. I'm just going through <laughs> my, my downloads. Uh, there's one uh, that, that uh, was an good. absolute... Yeah, there was one episode. I was listening to it on a flight, actually. And it, it was um, one of uh, Tim's guests. It was His name is Boyd Vardy, and he's a line tracker. I don't know if you've heard this one, mm-hmm. but this podcast, I was just dying of laughter. I was crying. The people that were sitting next to me on the plane were so confused what I was listening to because I went through every emotion. <laughs> he's just a fantastic storyteller. I highly, highly recommend this episode. I think it's uh, yeah. episode 571. I just pulled it up. Um, okay. Boyd Vardy, The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. I will. I'll check that one out. I don't think I've heard that one. Uh, I love the James Dyson one because for entrepreneurs, <laughs> uh, James Dyson, who invented Dyson, you know, vacuums and that technology. And at one point he just talks about how he was $30,000 in debt. Um, and for, they were making their own clothes. They were that sort of, but they, and so Tim's like, oh, so, you know, what was your plan B? Like, obviously it was not working. And he's like, oh, I didn't really have a plan B. I just, you know, knew that it was going to work. And and just the story, I, I don't know, I just found it so encouraging because sometimes when building something and, and ups and downs of it and you think someone like a great company like Dyson has always been so successful and to hear him say how many different companies he went to with the technology and they said no. Um, and he basically had to really do it himself. And it's just, a yeah, that's a really great one for for the entrepreneur in uh, you just to hear someone's success story that's just paved the roads just paved with um with uh with the reality of entrepreneurship so that that's one that stands out for me but yeah tim ferris show wonderful podcast absolutely i'm definitely going to give that a listen so uh, uh the next question for you uh, I know we talked about this a little bit but can you think of a great piece of advice someone gave you about life about leadership uh, and you sat down with them or on the phone and they said something to you and it really stuck with you. advice. There's one, uh, one lesson that, that somebody shared with me. There's a, a few actually that I can share, but um, one really, really great piece of advice is just to pay attention to details. And as a leader, you're often really, really thinking high level and you're thinking strategically, but you have to be an operator and you need to understand the nitty gritty and the, the smallest denominator of your business sometimes, um, especially when it comes to systems and understanding how everything flows. So paying attention to details is a great lesson that, that I learned. I can't remember who shared this with me, but that was a really big one. Um, the other thing that, that somebody shared with me recently that really stuck is treating business like a sport and training for it every day making sure that you're eating right, that you're sleeping right. We, we talk about all these things, you know, it's, it's very common for entrepreneurs to, um, to know how important these are, but the, the mental clarity that comes with trading business like a sport and training, making, um, reading every day, sharpening your mind. I've noticed how, how much more mm. my business performs and, and how uh, the performance is impacted when all of those elements are in play. Yeah, I love that analogy. That's you know thinking of like like you're a um 
like your business is a sport, like you're a professional athlete, because I do always think of that about professional athletes. You just assume that's what they do. They are regimented, they're disciplined. It's part and parcel. Um, and what if we apply that to ourselves as uh, business leaders and entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Very good. Okay. So be a fun answer, something you just switch off to or something serious. What's a movie or TV show that really influenced you? The, the, the biggest influence uh, that I've had from a movie is probably Forrest Gump. I don't know why, but it's it's one of my favorite movies. And it always makes me realize that life is short, but if you just go out and do things and you do it with integrity and you care about other people, life can be incredible and can lead you through so many different paths. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great answer. Great movie. Last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Don't take advice from people who haven't been where you want to go. That's a great, um, great piece of advice. Uh, I, I really, I really agree. There's a, there's a great proverb um, that, oh, what is it about um, the person, uh, about this idea of, you know, less about the per not listening to people who haven't gone there before, but more about uh, people who say something can't be done. I think it goes um, proverb is people who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. And don't, if you're the person trying to do something that others think can't be done, then don't let yourself be interrupted. Uh, by them and 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 to go a step further with your great piece of advice is maybe find some people who have gone there before who have done the impossible so to speak and built something where people initially went no that that can't happen find them and learn from them and um yeah great uh, great piece of advice to land on so for people who've really enjoyed today can you remind us again of your podcast and where else can people online mika Definitely. So my podcast is called The Miss Independent Show. You can find it on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, um, on Instagram. My handle is at Miss Independent. And uh, on TikTok as well, we've recently joined TikTok and it's an incredible platform. So on TikTok, my handle is at Mika Farb. I also have a website where you can interact with some of the courses, the, the coaching programs and uh, workshops that I, that I do. And uh, the website is www.missfindependent.com Wonderful. Well, make sure uh, our listeners go and check that out. I, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in and what a wonderful um, episode full of great stories and leadership principles and entrepreneurship. Um, some really great ideas from Nika. Wonderful to hear Nika's. Don't forget. I also have the John A. White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day. Two other places you can go to continue to invest in your leadership. But I want to finish. Thank you for being so generous with your time, uh, for sharing wonderful stories, like I said, and, and being with. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, John. It was a pleasure.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in Step Up or Step Out. 
And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.